Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's indoor adventure. Uh, for all of you people who are who are watching this, uh, as you can see, Arjustus is running a little bit behind uh, as he got swamped with work. But we are prepared to uh, to throw him into the mix once everything uh, ends up coming uh, coming up topside and he gets home safe. So uh, last we left off. We had uh, Gwen and Corey playing matchmaker uh, between uh, Tavrel and JD Hammerfell. And it seemed to work pretty well, off without a hitch, I would say. Uh, and But before that, our three friends uh, had actually, uh, the three that are currently here, had gone off to the woods not far, uh, about an hour two hours away from where you guys were actually staying, where you'd cut down some trees, and then uh, hearing the sound of an owl bear being cut short, you decided to investigate deeper into the woods where you found that it had been attacked and slain by a pair of cave fishers, a typically uh, subterranean creature that had found its way into the woods. Uh, after taking care of these creatures, you decided to... Uh, carry these 75 foot long trees two hours back to town uh as just giant logs just going for it oh snap what up very random butterfly welcome back uh and it has been uh it has been a time for you guys uh as you have had this kind of side adventure uh Calum has had to deal with the with the pressures and with the struggles of having to perform the ceremony rites within the town of Silt Creek. Uh, and it's been it's been a, it's been a rough bit for our sweet boys. He has had to deal firsthand uh, with the with the morbid nature of uh, of this event. But you guys ended up reconvening uh, and hearing a town called the uh, or hearing a song called "The Day the Dragon Came," which seemed to be uh, echoing through the town and actually giving people a lot of hope uh, and a a lot of strength in this time of need. But uh, that is where we are going to pick up last we left off, which is. Uh, Corey and Gwen, you two have just gotten done talking to JD uh, about uh, about Tavrel and Blake. You were borderline passing out uh, in JD's house, sitting on the ground with Cybra resting in between your legs. So, yep. uh, what is what are you guys uh, currently attempting to do? As you know, that you only got enough wood. Uh, for four pyres that would fit about nine people in them. Uh, and so you know that you actually do have a, a little bit of time, uh, and it, it'll take some time and some effort to actually be able to go out and, and bring as much wood as need be. Luckily, you picked up a cart with a familiar horse carrying it on the front, as you seem to have offhandedly purchased uh, one Parnell, now Peter's cart. But what is the plan? Uh, I would like to start grabbing burly men to um, help me uh, bring back some more wood. Okay. Sounds good. 
so make an investigation check as you search around uh search around the town for these burly men that you are so seeking after yeah it's a 15 on the dice that can't be bad uh it's a 14 <laughs> all right uh so yeah with your 14 uh you end up finding uh you find a, a handful of of these burly men's that you were look that you had so sought after uh and you find uh but one of them that you had actually tried finding earlier uh this fellow named Torm uh that JD had recommended based on uh based on his strength was actually one of the people that had been aged by the ghost and so what was a 24 year old man was now a 55 year old man uh, and he just did not really have it in him uh, to to really go about uh, the the routine of picking up wood. But if it came down to driving a cart or doing more uh, more of a thinning job and like trimming up the sides of the trees as you guys mm-hmm. felled them, he would be he would be willing in order to do that. Uh, so you end up getting uh, about four people. Uh, that are willing to join you and your crew uh, come the morrow to actually set out and get more wood for the funeral pyres. Is they they had taken the better part of the day to really set up uh, to really set up the the way that the town is kind of going to function now that there has been such a drastic drop in population uh, as the town itself was not exactly the most populated to start with. Okay. Um, so we're all starting off tomorrow yeah. and we're, okay. So Gwen's probably going to go, uh, try and procure some alcohol and then, uh, get drunk, uh, in some sort of isolation that she can find herself in. Sure. Sure. Uh, make another investigation check. Two. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry. Um, bless, bless you. No, that was a cough. Oh. Which I don't think I muted for the actual podcast. So sorry. <laughs> um, but yes. Uh, so what did you get on your roll? A two. Okay. Uh, so you end up finding with your two uh, th- kind of the remnants of alcohol and booze that had been left out from the celebration uh, of the Hollandtide Festival that you guys had uh, saved the town from. So a mm. lot of it is flat. It'll still do the trick. It just won't really taste all that well. But you yeah, do I've end up, worse. yeah. <laughs> uh, but you do end up finding enough uh, that you know that you could get properly sauced over the evening. It just won't really taste all that well. Okay, I will do that. Okay. Uh, and then are you heading back out to the grassy field that you had gone to uh, the previous night with Blake? Or are you just trying to find uh, just trying to find a spot in like an orchard or kind of outside of town? Uh, I'm thinking like a barn. Okay. Or like an enclosed area where I can be. I mean, with animals is fine, but by myself. Sure, sure. Uh, so yeah, I would say with your two, the closest that you end up getting is the pigsty that you had, uh, fallen asleep in the night prior. Solid. I'll do that then. Yep. So you are just hanging out with some pigs, getting shit faced. Mm -hmm. Uh, Corey, what is your nightly plan? As you have seen that Blake has kind of passed out and is, is going into the, the lulls of sleep, having exhausted himself carrying such a heavy tree for hours on end yesterday. 
Hmm. I'm going to babysit the pup. Okay. Sounds good. So yeah, after uh, while Blake is sleeping, after a couple hours, you actually hear the pup starting to stir. Uh, and if you would like, you can actually like just go over and pick pup up and then bring it out. Uh, so what would you, how would you like to train this pup? What would you like to teach it? Or are you just getting it more familiar with yourself as your last interaction with this pup didn't exactly go, uh, as well as you thought that it would. Yeah. I think it's just more familiarization. Um, just trying to get the pup used to her and like, (laughs) she, she, she doesn't treat dogs like dogs. She treats them like little people. Okay. So she just. Like she'll she'll pick it up and then like sit it down and apologize for how poorly things went before and and she's just going to sit and talk to the puppy. Okay, sounds good. Uh, make a animal handling check. I do that. Come here, you. Where'd my tower go? Oh, I'll just roll on a roll on the table like a normal person does, like a peasant. What? Uh, I don't think I'm even trained in animal handling. Why did Gwen think I was good at this? Um, did you hear five? No. Uh, yeah. So with your five, uh, at one point while, uh, while you are talking to it and you're just kind of like talking to it like a person, just like, I'm so sorry. Like, uh, just more like addressing it as you would uh, any any of the wildlife within the Feywild that you know possesses a uh, a tier up in terms of intelligence. Uh, Cybra just kind of looks at you and just... <laughs> and then its mouth closes and it looks at you and its tail is still wagging. And then you just kind of feel warmth against your lower half. And when you look down, it is just weed onto you. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. We can try this again another time. (laughs) Very sorry to have bothered you. (laughs) Pat, pat, pat. Gently put it back onto Blake. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. And then I'm going to go take a long walk off a short bridge into a lake. Okay. Sounds good. There's a, there's a lake nearby, right? I'm, I'm um, just gonna go get in that lake. Yeah, yeah. The the lake that you remember uh, being near isn't like a, a very large lake. It's more of a uh, a sizable pond where a lot of the runoff from the river goes to, and that's what actually had the waystone sticking out of it where you had met the uh, where you had met the giant elk, uh, not two days ago. Sounds like it'll be clean. Yeah. Gonna go get in that go get in that pond. Okay. Sounds good. So yeah, you go into the pond, you wash off, and you kind of just like take some time to scrub the to scrub the uric acid off of your armor and really get that uh just get that kind of a lot cleaner than uh it had been previously, especially because looking on it now, um you could see that you still had uh bits of dried blood on it from when you had fought the ogre. There were bits of dried blood from when you had fought the uh fought the insects from the day before Uh, and it just seems like overall your armor has actually has actually gotten quite a fair amount of use while you've uh since you've actually set out uh adventuring with your new party 
Uh, but you do manage to end up scrubbing most of that off, uh, as well as just get a general uh, get a general clean in. Uh, and when you hop out of the water, it is it's pretty chilly uh, late at night as you guys had arrived towards the end of fall, uh, and the this seems to be the beginning of the first days of winter mm. uh, that you guys are going into. Mm. So just this very chill breeze kind of comes by. Uh, you get goosebumps, but it's it just doesn't really like it feels nice in the fact that like you just had a bath, but you could be warmer. All right. Well, I'm gonna head back to the house, and um, if if Blake is still asleep, I'm gonna poke him awake. Okay. He did not move. Blake. Blake. Mm. Blake. What? Blake, I need you to tell me. Um, what what day is it? DM. What day is it? <laughs> Uh, you know, I had been thinking. You don't about, have a calendar prepared. No, not yet. Tuesday. Working on it. It is Tuesday, Monday. <laughs> you know what? I have one prepared. Uh, it is the first day of Nelduan. Best day of Nelduan. Okay. Um. That's. Does this weather seem seem seasonable to you? Uh, is it about right for this time of year? Turning winter, yeah. Oh, okay. All right, just checking. I think it's fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to go for a walk. Uh, okay, what what time is it? Um. Well, sun's down. You would know that it is around, like, 11 o'clock at this point. You've been sleeping for a long time. Is that a normal amount of time? I know, but I can say oh. a little bit more. Oh, well, um, do you want me to wake you up at some point, or about how much longer would you say I would need to get a rest before I I get rid of this uh this little point of exhaustion? You would just need to finish a full rest. Uh, so at this point, you would have been sleeping for about five hours. So in a in the next three hours, if you continued to sleep, you would wake up uh, at like two in the morning, but with no exhaustion. Uh, three or four hours. Three or four hours. Okay. All right. Um, I'll be back then. And I'll wake you up. Uh, See you later. Am I, am I sensing something off? <laughs> I mean, probably. She, she's prob- she's a, a little on edge. But like, Corey's weird, so. It's true. Uh, her hair is also significantly wet. <laughs> it's, uh, it's a bit... Where'd you go? Um, I just went for a swim. You see, I had a conversation with Cybra and uh, we had a disagreement, so I jumped into a lake. That seems excessive. Uh, okay. oh, I had to, I had to get the piddle off my armor somehow. Right. Uh, I'm. And you look down, and little Cybra is kind of like gone into a nap state. 
just I'm gonna currently I'm sleeping. gonna hand Corey like my my winter cloak. Okay, just like stay stay warm. Come back. Okay. Thank you. Uh, and then Blake's gonna pick up Cybra and then go upstairs or wherever the the designated sleeping area that JD pointed uh, out. The designated sleeping area that you guys have been given is more of uh, you like where I'm at. <laughs> yeah, it's basically where you're at. Uh, but there have been uh, there have been bedrolls that have kind of been like set off to the side, so you would just need to lay one out uh, as her. Her room, like her her bungalow, is very much built for uh, for one person to sleep in, and she has like a little side room where she sleeps, and then there was the general sitting room, uh, and that seems to be where you guys have kind of taken up occupation. Well, I'm gonna pick up Cyber Cyber up and go like three steps, and then falls back down on a uh, bedroll. <laughs> it takes three seconds. <laughs> night like uh coriander will just kind of like look at his uh cloak and then flip it over her shoulders and now she's just buried in this like lion's mane of fur mm-hmm a very big big coat nice and toasty though compared. it is nice and toasty she's going to enjoy that all right well i suppose coriander's just gonna go for a walk um see if calum needs any help um, ooh, check on JD and Tavrel. See if the lovebirds are getting on. All right. Oh, there's our boy. <laughs> Welcome. Oh, man. And because Oi. of the way that things transpired last week, all I had to do was hit a transition button and everything's fixed. I didn't have to fuck with the layout at all. Hey. Oh, hey. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go mute myself now. <laughs> all right. Uh, actually... Corey was just uh, about to head out and look for uh, look for Calum, as oh. it is currently uh, eleven o'clock uh, at night. You having spent your entire day uh, performing these ceremony rituals, and you've just kind of you've gotten to the point now uh, where you have taken care of uh, as many as you can, where many of the people have kind of like brought their deceased into their homes. Uh, so you know that uh, it's towards the evening, but you were just kind of having this this moment uh, to kind of catch your breath as you've been running around all day. So, Corey, when you end up finding Calum, uh, he's kind of just sitting uh, on this long fence, uh, just sort of uh, he still has his priestly vestments on, but he's more of just uh, enjoying the night sky. I bring him a snack. And a cat. There are many stray cats in Silk Creek. Snack is a cat. Uh, no thanks. I'm a vegetarian. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I bring him like a, like a, like a bag of seeds, like some some toasted almonds. The guy who sold you those almonds was super happy to sell them to you. <laughs> It's trail mix. It's trail. There's almonds in there. Oh, yeah. And we know exactly where they came from. But it's like, you know, trail mix, dried fruit, and seeds. Uh, hey, uh, thanks. Coriander's also wearing a huge winter coat. Uh, a coat that looks like it is sized for somebody Blake's size. 
I have questions, but also Hi. thank you. Hi. I have trail mix. Here you are. Thank you. I'm starving. Uh, You've been working very hard. I mean, it's what I can do, so. Does he look cold? Caleb, are you cold? I'm sweaty, but not cold. <laughs> Uh, uh, this she'll... is the this is like the first real night of the of the winter season as it's uh, transitioning from autumn into winter. It, so it's the night that, air is pretty chilly, but you have been it's running that around. Sort of um, moment where you don't really feel the cold, but you can still see like the breath coming out because mm. he's like winding down still. She'll sit down next to him and like wrap like one half of the clip, just kind of throw it over him like a streamer. Uh. Huh. Thanks. Again. They'll just sit elfed together like under the cloak. So winter's coming. So I keep hearing. Mm -hmm. But it looks like it's going to be in season, so everything should be fine. What's that supposed to mean? That mm, winter's always in season, I get. Unless you like lives in the southern hemisphere where like it's hot all year round or somewhere like tepid climate wise. Hmm. Monsoon season's hmm. a thing. Well, the seasons are just places in the Feywild. We're not, I'm not used to this do you changing have... according to time. So, depending on what hemisphere you, you're in, do you have, like, a monsoon form? What's a hemisphere? Uh, so... <laughs> okay. So, the world is broken up into quadrants, basically, and, like... It's split by this imaginary line down the middle, uh, going both vertically and, well, longitudinally and then laterally. So a hemisphere would be like one of these quadrants. Okay. I think that makes sense. I mean, We're... that's what the aisles look like for us. So yes, that makes sense. Does this mean you get all weepy? What? I asked, do you have like a monsoon form? Like, oh, it get, no, like monsoons no, get no. super rainy and it's like... No, no, no. I've only got four forms and they, they correspond to the seasons and they don't correspond to weather. Oh. Okay. If I had my notebook, I'd probably be taking notes right now. I dig around in Blake's coat for a notebook. <laughs> Blake, do you keep do a notebook find in your winter in coat? coat? No. No. Okay. There's no notebook there. I pull out a plushie of TMS. No. Um. <laughs> Such a good art piece. It is. <laughs> Yeah, it did go up today, didn't it? Yes. Thanks, yes. by the way. Oh? 
for helping with the arrangements. Cutting wood all day is probably pretty boring and tedious and tiring. Oh. Well, it's, um, I'm at least good at that. It's very hard to speak at funerals. I think that you're better suited for that sort of thing. Oh. Yeah. I guess I could try. I guess I can try. I mean, you don't have to if you don't want to. It, it kind of feels empty if no one says anything. I know I performed all of the ceremonies properly, but I don't know. It feels like everything's just left in the air. Closure. That's the word. Makes sense. Are there people still around? No, it is it is very late uh, in the evening. And at this point from your guys' conversation, it's getting to be about 11.30. Maybe first thing in the morning. Are we leaving? We're leaving, right? I believe so. Not first thing in the morning, but probably after everything's taken care of. Okay. We should get out of the cold. Not a bad idea. We'll stand up. Coriander will, yeah, stand up as well. They kind of like are both under the same coat. So like, she'll just, she'll just slip out like zoop. And now it's just Calum in the coat. <laughs> this is our get along coat. <laughs> Gwen is drunk enough, she is singing to the pigs. Uh, both of you make perception checks. Oh, excellent. The... One of us has got to get this. We're elves. Oh, we're elves. <laughs> what do your elves' eyes see? Everything. What do your elf ears hear? Uh, what is my... 15. 18. Yeah, you both, uh, you both hear Gwen's voice uh, kind of ringing through the night air. Uh, and as you guys are on your way to a warm place, you end up passing by, uh, kind of trying to trying to narrow down on where this song is coming from, until eventually uh, you hear you see this pigsty that's kind of been set up. Uh, and looking in, you can see that there are uh, a good four or five pigs that are all uh, that are all asleep, except for uh, one that is nestled up next to Gwen, uh, who is currently just sitting in this like kind of dirty mud pile with a lot of empty bottles just kind of uh, spread out around her. Uh, and she just has this pig by under its jaw and is like looking at it in the face, just giving it <laughs> giving it this serenade. Should we leave her in there? And may the miles be still to go, but under a tall tree I will lie. And let the clouds go sailing by. Should we leave her there? Oh. Do you think she'd want us to take her home? I like poke my head over the fence. Caleb? Hi, Gwen. 
Hi, buddy. Cory Cory pokes her head over the fence. Cory, were you guys out on a romantic evening walk together? (laughs) Coriander goes red. Uh, mm, No, just Cory bought me food. That's so sweet of her. You're so thoughtful, Cory, and you're so pretty. Oh, thank you. That's so sweet. Gwen, Gwen, did you want to come home? Are you done out here? I am. Am I out of alcohol? <laughs> yeah. I don't have any more booze. Okay. All right. It sounds like it's time to go home. There's a nice bottle back home. Ooh. Of what? Uh, stone drop ale? <laughs> that sounds delicious. I might need help. Okay, alright. No, I, I know what to do. Um, she gets in there and just footballs Gwen under the arm. Right. She's, getting, she's getting good at this. <laughs> okay. Caleb, is that a new coat? Uh, yes. You look fabulous. <laughs> Caleb is just like like a toddler who's wearing a really puffy jacket like thank you it matches your hair and your beautiful eyes most people find my eyes kind of terrifying I think your eyes are pretty they are beautiful and then Coriander just like walks on off (laughs) You see Gwen's uh, legs just kind of swaying as Corey just struts forward. Oh, man. Yeah, she's she's uh, drunk to the point of, like, she's like that girl in the bathroom that you meet. Oh. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> you don't even have to be a lady. Everybody's met that girl. <laughs> just like, there's too much of a line to the girls' room, so I'm using this one. <laughs> yep. Like, yep. Okay. Sure, you've got the gusto for it. I'm not going to stop you. Um, and so, yeah, you uh, you end up uh, going back to J.D. Hammerfell's, uh, and you see that Blake is just lying uh, on the ground with one arm over Cybra. Uh, and as you get in, uh, and Cybra sees you just... And is trying to, like, wiggle out of Blake's arms until eventually she hops out. Uh, and finds her way over to the three of you. And she just looks up at you, her her tail wagging. Um, and you can see that uh, her tail is wagging with such ferocity that her hindquarters is also just kind of like shifting as well. Like she's just really <laughs> happy to see you guys and just looks up and just... <laughs> oh, Zybra! Put me down, put me down, put me down! <laughs> okay, put her, put her down gently. I'm gonna take off the coat and like just gently... Put it over Blake. Uh, there you go. They do. Okay. Aw, uh, Caleb, you're so sweet. Did you know? Did you know that? I think, I think, I think Blake and I had sex, but I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Oh my. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you guys were gone. I was drunk then too. Good, good for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One day I'll get the two of you too. Not like that. I mean, laid. I'm I meant go laid. Sorry. Walks out. 
And so, yeah, Gwen, you are you were there with Caleb and, and Corey, you just walked back outside. OK, yeah, so Caleb, uh, Gwen is currently just like like kind of like aggressively petting this dog as one does when they get kind of inebriated. Just like, oh, this is the best thing fucking ever, yeah. especially because Cybra is uh, is size wise much more appropriate for Gwen. Mm -hmm. Uh, and you can just hear, uh, Blake's kind of heavy breathing as he continues, uh, his deeper sleep. Okay, I'm gonna rummage in his bag and pull out a water skin. Okay. And just walk over to Gwen and go, this is gonna help. It's very good. Ooh, what is it? What you got in it's your called, special bag? It's called water. And you should drink at least half of this. I look at him, I take it, and I, like, pull it out of his hand, and I say, I'm watching you. Okay. Uh, Caleb, <laughs> make, make a perception check when you were rummaging around your bag for water. Uh, 17. Okay. Uh, while you were rummaging around, uh, you you had kind of gone through the, the flaps and sacks to really, like, find where this was. Uh, and as you were looking through, you ended up finding what looked to be um, a about the size of one of your books. And it was kind of tucked in with them. But you see that it just has this very nice deep blue uh, coating over it. Uh, and you can and as you kind of look at it while as you looked at it while you were getting your water, you'd seen that there was just this nice uh, kind of silver thread that had been wrapped over uh, to kind of like keep it. Uh, nice and tight like a little bundle it was very much like eyebrow raise <laughs> and he's uh after he finishes giving Gwen the water goes back to his bag and picks the book up okay uh and it is it is just uh it feels like a book and when you put your hand on it you kind of feel that reassuring thump, uh of whenever you you touch against a a larger book um but uh, and looking on the front of it, you actually see that there is the outline uh, of the same pattern that exists on your shield, uh, where it is the set of two eyes as well as the stars that kind of ring around it. I'm going to open it up and like flip around to see if there's anything I can read. Uh, yeah, you can actually read uh, all of the all of the text that is in it. Uh, and uh, when you open it up, uh, much in the same way uh, that people who, who give books uh, to each other as gifts will leave a little note in the front, uh, you see in this very, uh, in this very nice silvered lettering, uh, and it says, um, when you are in doubt, look to the texts. And then as you flip through it, uh, that is your spell book as you have taken your level in wizard. Yay. Things are going to get wild. No, you didn't take sorcerer, you silly. <laughs> That's what I'm yeah. trying to say. Not yet, anyway. I'm going to take all the caster classes. <laughs> I want to be a druid today. All right. So, yeah, Calum, you you have this book, and you are currently just sitting. Uh, you're sitting in JD's house, uh, with you, a very drunk Gwen, who is currently petting uh, petting Cybra and a passed out Blake. 
as Corey had left uh, earlier. So are you just staying behind to to read through this text, or what are you doing? Uh, yeah, he just, like, almost ravenously is, like, flipping through the books, like, oh, my God, flip, uh, flip. Because you, you had read, uh, you had read books like this before, but they never really made much sense. Uh, but as you kind of read this one, it's laid out in a way that actually helps explain, uh, arcane patterns and arcane ritual, uh, to you looking through this. Uh, so that allows you to now cast arcane spells as you have a better understanding, an understanding you did not have previously. Uh, he's gonna like look at it for like look at a spell for a second, outstretch his hand, and then cast Mage Hand to like appear palm up in front of him, and he puts the book down. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna get so much reading done. <laughs> yeah, and and Gwen, uh, in in your kind of like it's very difficult for you to kind of gauge depth perception at this point. The world seems kind of wobbly, uh, but you see that there is just this tome now floating in the air uh, in front of Calum, and there is a tiny white-gloved hand that is sort of just keeping it held aloft. Oh, shit, man. Um, I'm gonna go to sleep. <laughs> All right. You two have fun. Oh, I just thought of a different use for that <laughs> as a player. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Connor. Sorry. Uh, uh, I am going to curl up in, in the nook uh, under uh, where uh, Blake's legs curve, like behind his knees. Okay. Curl up with Cyber there. All right. Sounds good. All right. Uh, and uh, as you are, uh, as you kind of uh, drift in and out of sleep, you just have this this moment where it's very hard to really keep your eyes um, to really keep your eyes open. And as much as you're trying to like focus on this dog, um, and as you do, you feel your eyes kind of close and open and you're still looking at this dog and your eyes close and open again and you're still looking at this dog and as you close your eyes again uh and open them you actually see uh yourself sitting uh as well as calum kind of just reading this book uh as your eyes kind of nod closed again and that is where you fall asleep uh is having this weird moment of of and a weird out of body moment uh, of just kind of seeing yourself and Calum, uh just kind of resting up. Uh, and then Corey, what are what are you up to uh, as you go through the town of Silt Creek, uh, very very late into the evening? I actually don't go anywhere. I uh, I get outside the building, um, and then I just think better of it, and I face step onto the roof. Okay, I'm just gonna trance there for the night. All right, sounds good. So, I'm just going to keep watch. All righty. Essentially. So yeah, you are currently sitting up uh, on this roof. Calum, make a perception check. Uh, 
I'm muted. <laughs> 18. Yeah, so you uh, you heard uh, the sound of Corey face-stepping, and then you could hear uh, the sound of a... Uh, of of a thing kind of appearing onto the roof that you're pretty sure is Corey. Autumn leaves fly past your window. Yep. Ooh. Um. No, she's wrong. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. <laughs> okay. So yeah, you guys uh, end up going through uh, through your night uneventfully. And Calum, are you choosing to meditate or are you choosing to uh, are you choosing to sleep? Um, we have some time, so actual sleep. Okay. So yeah, you uh, and in this time while you're uh, while you're sleeping, you are once again presented. Uh, with this large stone giant that has been wearing uh, the ceremonial robes. Uh, and as, uh, as you kind of fall through this darkness and end up winding himself uh, in front of you, uh, he just sort of looks at you uh, and his head kind of tilts up and just, I wasn't sure you would come back. There were some things that happened, and uh, I had to make quick rest decisions. But also, I found... Can I pull out, like, the tome yeah. that I just got? This! In my bag! Oh. And you hear the sound... What sounds like rocks kind of grinding against each other as this figure leans forward. Uh, and just... May I have a look? Oh, by all means. So, before, I, you know, there were a lot of books back in the library, and uh, I couldn't understand a lot of the arcane stuff, but I can kind of do it now. Hmm. Like, I mean, I could understand, like, the formulas, but I could never really, like, get the spark going. Does that make sense? You're waiting for something to awaken inside of you? An arcane spark? I, you know, I didn't know if I actually had the potential for that sort of thing, so I don't know if I was actually waiting. Hmm. Most anyone of intellect can learn magical power. It simply takes some getting used to. Uh, and you'll see uh, that his fingers just, uh, he just makes a, a quick sign onto your book and you see it actually enlarge out. Uh, and then he takes it into his hand and opens it and just begins flipping through. And just sort of nodding to himself. It's very good, very good. Are you ready for your lessons? Yeah, let, let's do it. All right. Uh, so, uh, as usual, make a. Uh, you are going to be making a intelligence check versus his charisma check. This is the most charismatic stone giant. I swear to fuck. Like, ah, I have never rolled lower than a fifteen on this guy. It's great. So yeah. Dirty twenty. Nice. So put four markings down. For your overall markings. And how many does that present you to? 
27. Uh, uh, 8, 12. <laughs> okay. Sounds good. So a lot of these symbols are now actually starting to, to come into place for you. Uh, yes, and that is what you spend your night doing. Um, but you eventually get to a point uh, through these texts where you can start making out more of, uh, of that opening salvo in the book that you had originally started at. Um, so no longer do you have just one sentence to go off of, but you actually have a small paragraph that you can read from this large text. Uh, and it says, and I'll send this to you later as well. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Just as a, as fair warning, I don't want you like destroying your wrist trying to keep up. Um, so in the beginning, there were nine spheres, water, earth, fire, wind, law, chaos, good, and evil, all scattered across the astral sea. Eo, in his infinite wisdom, placed the plane prime material within the center. This was the catalyst that led to the creation of the gods as we know them, denizens of the spheres who were exemplars of their planes. Ao recognized the individuals and gave them names that would ring true through the multiverse. And that is the paragraph that you are able to read. And it is after after that, uh, after you were able to read that, uh, this uh, stone giant mentor that you have had says, um, I think that is enough for today. Tomorrow, tomorrow we will cover more. You will learn more. All you simply need to do is sleep. Uh. Okay. Hmm. For our kind, to sleep is to understand. All right, I'll see you tomorrow then. He just sort of nods. Uh, and that is when you wake up uh, in the morning. And you wake up to Cybra kind of licking your face, uh, trying to trying to wake you up. Uh, as she, she seems to be making the noises that she is hungry. Just reaches over for the closest bag, digs inside of it. Hopefully there's jerky. Yeah, and there there is there is general food rations. Um and you can see that as you are about to feed it, uh you hear JD's voice just don't feed her a second time. She I already gave her breakfast when I woke up and you see her like coming out from uh like fully dressed in her in her blacksmithing gear ready to go and you see that daylight hasn't even broke yet. Uh just don't don't feed her a second breakfast. She really doesn't. Oh, it's that situation again. Okay. Is, look, just make sure once in the morning, once in the evening, regardless of how much she whines, otherwise she will know that you are just going to feed her all of the time. And... While you are the adventuring sort, she may take kindly to resting in the back of that cart that you all bought. 
Yeah. Just going to push the rations back into the bag. And as you do, just... <sighs> gives you these wolf puppy eyes. Just don't... Calum, don't do it. Don't you feed her. No, I, I grab her by the snoot. And just like... <laughs> uh, make an animal handling check. Uh, 17. Oh, I'm rolling good tonight. All right. Yeah. So, so Cybra gets the gets the impression that she is not to uh, to question you for second breakfast, uh, mm -hmm. and you see her actually go over uh, and and then starts licking Blake's face awake. <laughs> Uh, oh. She she just seems to be making the rounds, and JD just hey, hey no, like just kind of like chasing this uh, chasing this wolf puppy. Uh, and then uh, Gwen, that is when uh, that is around the time that you wake up, and your head just it does not feel that great. Uh, but there is a water skin uh, that is still in your hand from the night prior. Uh, and Corey, you have, you have been awake for, uh, for several hours at this point. What have you been up to? I'm on the roof playing ukulele. Okay. I'm trying to learn how to play the song that I recorded. Um, the one, in, the one about the dragon. Alrighty. Sounds yeah. good. And so I do that. Alrighty. So make a performance check. Cause this is oh, going boy. to be for the process of learning a song. Good luck, me. Not terrible. I do have proficiency in ukulele. So does that give me a... You add your proficiency bonus to it. Ah, okay. That would be a 17. Okay. Uh, yeah, so with your 17, uh, based, on the, based on the musical stylings that you had had... Uh, that you had heard from the previous day uh, and knowing that this song really doesn't have a, there aren't really lyrics to it, but you were able to kind of, uh, you were able to kind of pick up on the overall flow of this music. You were just kind of strumming along to the general pattern that they were doing, but you have taught yourself a song, which is the day the dragon came. Uh, and this will be in quotes instrumental as there are currently no set lyrics. Nice. It's the karaoke version. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so in my note. Uh and then that is when you start hearing uh hearing voices from uh from downstairs. As you can kind of get the general uh general understanding that people are starting to wake up and you've kind of watched this town wake up as well, uh as a lot of the farmers that are still capable of doing so uh got up early so that way they could go out and start working in the fields or start tending to the orchards just kind of getting the last fruits uh of the season that were a little late to uh that were a little late to fall uh but yeah your friends all seem awake and you can actually see that there is a group of uh of about five individuals that are making their way towards uh towards the uh towards jd's bungalow and you would know that these to be the the people that gwen had initially uh contacted about getting more wood for the pyres oh excellent i'm gonna swing in through the window okay 
So yeah, you guys are having this mid-morning conversation about whether or not you should feed Cybra a second time as JD is very much like, please no, please no. Uh, and then just through the window shoots in Corey. Uh, yeah. Just center, like just three-point <laughs> landing into the middle uh, into the middle of this group. And JD just, oh, can't you just use the door? We, I have a door. It's a very nice door. I, I can't use the door. They're using the door. And then I, I imagine at that point they knock. Yeah, and that is when you just hear this. And JD just... Uh, <laughs> she opens up the door and there is just a group of five individuals. And uh, one of them says, um, We were... We were told to come here in the morning as we were going to go pick up some firewood. A little one. Uh, that one. Uh, Hi. The, the halfling told us. I need someone do the thing that makes me not vomit, please. Oh, uh, I put a, put a hand directly onto her head and uh, lay on hands five points to get rid of her hangover. You've got All to right. stop doing this. <laughs> You're teaching me that I don't have to, and I run out to the guys. I knew nothing about teaching bad habits. <laughs> I and I toss her some food. <laughs> <laughs> and Cybra just greedily eats at it. Just had a discussion about feeding the pup. All right, boys and girls, it's time to get some work done. That means you guys too. You have to come with us. Uh, one moment. Now I'm gonna pull, it, take out my cup. Oh, guys, avert um. your gaze. Avert your gaze. JD just kind of like looks at you. Just what do you think you're doing in my? Oh, <laughs> like she just like like kind of reacts in horror as you just slice the palm of your hand as blood begins to drip into this cup. I do not use a knife this time. Ooh, do you just like squeeze it with your with your new dragon nails? Ooh. Yeah. Nice and gross. I love it. I am <laughs> trying to change my camera back. There it goes. <laughs> nice. Just comforting JD. Oh, it's all right. He does this. A lot. Oh, Every oh. day. That's an interesting waking ritual. Dragonborn, man. I can't say I've met very many, so if this is just standard among your race, I apologize for... It not really, but oh. letting it's good. And I'll just put my cup away and walk away. Oh, okay. Uh, so yeah. Wait, who's keeping Cybra? Um, he can come with us. We're going to be loading wood into the cart, so... Uh, there could be more owlbears. Well, I mean, we'll keep her safe. It's like we'll just put her in the back. Or in the cart. I can keep the wolf pup here if it makes things easier i did yesterday <clears throat> if you want i'm i'm just throwing that out there as an option if you're all going to be busy as well as some dogs do think of trees as just very large sticks and when they see them falling they get well they get stick stupid yeah but it, she does have to get used to like sounds and stuff and like being in battle, so. Oh, that's that's fair enough. Wait, we also really don't want to impose upon you that much. Oh, it's 
I mean, it's it's fine, really. Um, she doesn't really wander too far off from where I've been working, and the forge is warm. So she tends to just kind of hang out near me while I'm working. Uh, it's company and warmth. All right, vote. I say she comes with us. Okay, she stays here. <laughs> well, no, you, you, you're the majority vote. You didn't even ask for the other one. Oh, uh, yeah. who wants her to stay here? Oh, wait, no, who wants her to come with us? I'm going to be in the town helping out the last of the people. Okay, so she stays here. I don't know why we went through this again. <laughs> All right. I mean, I... I was I indifferent. <laughs> I indifference. This is a party of indifference. You're you are the only person who cares. <laughs> she is your dog. Or That's right. Pup. She you, is you my did, dog. You Cyra. Did name her. Friend center pup. Make an animal handling check. I brought all of my d20s out, and I'm a little overwhelmed. I probably well, not all of. Them. <laughs> Ooh, that was not great. <laughs> Animal handling is a zero. That's a four. Okay. Uh, so yeah, you say front and center, and you point. Uh, you point directly in front of you, and you see her wander over. Uh, and then she does stop at that point and kind of look up at you and just. Do and you then want looks, to come on? Oh. And then she looks over at Blake and just walks over to where he is. Dude. Go with Gwen. <laughs> Just the ears are just sort of flopping back and forth Come as she here. tilts her head. Make an animal handling check, uh, Blake. Twenty-one. Yeah. Uh. So just and just walks back over to Gwen. Yeah. Yeah. You're gonna be my mount one day. Get ready for that. <laughs> Uh, and I'm gonna uh, start yelling at the guys who are outside, uh, and to get to the cart, and we're gonna. All right. Oh, I'm gonna lead the charge. Alrighty. So uh, it is Blake, Gwen, and Corey. Are you also going down to chop down trees, or are you staying behind uh, with Caleb? I'm gonna come to chop trees. Okay. That's what I'm good at. Sounds good. So yeah, uh, Caleb, you put back on your your priestly vestments, uh, and you head out to the uh you go back out to the car or not to the car but to the town it in loser uh, <laughs> uh I, I do sneak some some trail mix into calum's bag before he leaves though okay because that boy forgets to eat i connect with that so much <laughs> um so yeah uh then the then the the woodcutting group makes their way uh back out towards the woods uh and as you guys uh are going uh Cybra just sort of seems to kind of wander in between Blake and uh and Gwen just like goes over to Gwen stays there for a while goes back over to Blake and Blake just continue like nope go back Go back to Gwen. Uh, and so she'll go back yeah. over to Gwen. And then she'll come back over to you after a little bit. Uh, can I start working on uh, heal? Like, getting her to heal? H-E-E-L. Oh, yes. 
You can definitely do that. Make a. Although a medic pup would be great. <laughs> it's like a Saint Bernard where it has the little like, the little thing underneath her, her muzzle. Uh, yeah. So make an animal handling check. This one's not going to go so well. Uh, seventeen. Yeah. No. Uh, you seem to. There is something about a large dragonborn saying here, like keeping this dog like. Cybra, it was, uh, she was feeling a little rowdy on your guys' way out, but as soon as you started actually talking to her and giving her these commands, uh, she seems to actually be picking up on them fairly quickly. So yeah, she is she's following your guys' orders, and then you continue to make your way uh, to the woods. And as you get there, uh, you can see that there are ruts that have been... Uh, that had kind of been like driven into the road from where you guys had dragged three trees. Um, and that you guys actually have a small caravan going. There's not just one cart as once you had said what you were planning on doing with this wood. Uh, it seemed like uh, the, the, uh, the Torm, the man that you had talked to yesterday who was, uh, who is now much older actually is bringing his cart along as well. So that way you can get, uh, you guys can maximize the efficiency with the amount of people that you have. Uh, and once you get to the woods, uh, you, uh, you start just kind of going to town. Are you cutting these trees just on the edge of the woods or are you going in deeper? Uh, just the edge. Okay. Uh, so make strength checks as you all cut up these woods. Natural 20. Nice. Fuck you. <laughs> Thank you, Concert 20, for the dice. <laughs> strength or athletics? This is going to be a strength check. 13. Sorry, I was like, saving throw. Mm, nope. <laughs> 11. Yeah. Too busy yelling at people. So Blake is just very much in that Blood Hunter Boy Scouts mode again, just cutting down this tree with absolutely no issue. And yet, there are a lot of uh, there are a lot of these woodsmen who are also going out, and they seem to just kind of be felling trees uh, left and right. And they, you guys, cut down a significant portion of this woods. Um, not like a, a major section of it, but there is still, uh, there are a good number of trees that have been felled. Uh, and you guys get to uh, about 15 trees down before they finally call, uh, they call it a stop for the amount of, uh, for the amount of brush that you guys are going to have to clear. So make another set of strength checks as you go through it. Twelve. Nine. What'd you get, Corey? Six. Okay. Uh, so yeah, the it seems like the woodsmen here, uh, this is kind of where they're shining more than uh, what you guys had been doing previously of actually cutting down these trees. There is a lot more uh, finesse in the way that they are actually going about this uh, than comparatively to what you guys had actually been doing the day before, which was very much like, okay, I got one branch off. I got another branch off. I got another branch off. They actually are are uh, they bring out these long uh, these long kind of bandsaw. I think is the proper term, uh, where it's just that long kind of warbly saw. But they set it up so that way when they start cutting, they can actually get multiple branches at a time, and it expedites the process significantly. So, 
And you guys... Oh, yeah, I don't use my axe at all for this. None <laughs> of my axes are being used for this. Yeah, they, they, had brought, uh, they had all brought axes and everything to actually go through the process. So you guys have, uh, you guys have woodcutter's tools uh, for this specific uh, occurrence. And as you continue cutting, uh, it, it, it goes by for about two, three hours. Uh, and then I would like you guys to make a perception check as you do. an evil cat on the horizon doesn't involve faith fiends or celestials or sorry faith fiend and undead nope then i got a natural two five which is a four we're busy okay so four Cybra starts running around with something in her mouth and i'm trying to chase her no mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's a nine okay it. uh so yeah with the um yeah, you see uh, that all of these all of these workers are are kind of just going through the process. Uh, when one of them uh, kind of uh, like you see them kind of wander a little bit into the woods, uh, and then look around, and then um, you you hear them uh, kind of exclaim aloud uh, as you see this uh, this small. Uh, this small shape just kind of rush past them uh, as it seems to just be making these uh, these little noises just uh, as you see what oh, looks to be no. a small small owl bear that is just kind of trudging out of the woods and it is just moving as quick as it can uh, towards this noise uh, and that is when you hear a rustling sound from behind as you see more of these large white chitinous creatures that just sort of seem to be kind of scrambling after it coming out uh from the woods and it had babies ah! <laughs> gotta catch them all <laughs> uh so Calum, what are you currently doing back in town <laughs> uh yeah house to house hello um my name's Calum. uh i would like to perform a ceremony on your loved ones did you've seen me walk around right yeah, and they everybody in town just just seems to be very accepting uh, of the duty that you are that you are doing, and you can see that that bit by bit as you've kind of continued uh, through your day uh, that these people like from yesterday as well and from the events of the day prior that things are steadily starting to get back to normal. I mean, I mean, there's not going to be a very there's not going to be a sense of true normalcy as again, there's a lot of weird age disparity going on. Uh, you have these like 16 year old, what were 16 year old kids are now in their forties, uh, having suffered from the effects and they just don't really know what to do uh, as their youth is kind of just kind of flashed by them. Uh, but they're still going out and they're going to be working in the fields. Um, and you've just had, it's, it's been kind of a little day. People are, again, they're accepting of what you're doing at this point. You don't get anybody being uh, rude uh, towards you during, uh, during, during your services like you had yesterday uh, with, that, with the one woman who is grieving heavily. Uh, and as you go about, you can actually see um, that Maxwell 
the the mayor of the town that you had talked to as well is is still uh, currently talking with people and he seems to be sharing uh, in condolences as well to really help the overall mood of the town really get back to the way that it was uh, at least in part uh, and your you'll be at this for uh, for the next few hours at least until your friends get back what would you like to be doing during that time uh um other than uh just performing your ceremonies or if you would like to just be doing your ceremonies during that time you can if he had caught maxwell in the street he would have walked up put a hand on his shoulder gave it a pat and then continued on to do his duties uh and when you do uh maxwell uh he just goes in for a hug and he just kind of pulls you close uh and you just hear him whisper into your ear just thank you uh and then he just gives you uh another kind of tight hug and then walks off and continues doing his thing yeah gonna keep on keeping until my friends get back if they get back and that is where we are going to go into our first break of the evening so i wanted to say thank you to everybody who has stuck with us so far i wanted to give some shout outs to the people who have followed uh i would like to say thank you to stefan i don't know how to pronounce your name <laughs> nailed it <laughs> uh and then thank you to uh dark bahamut 92 for the follow as well you guys are rad uh to anybody who is in chat and would like to to uh is interested in in prize related things we currently have a giveaway going on for having hit over a thousand uh a thousand listens slash uh downloads for our audio cast which we have on anchor.fm and can be found most anywhere uh where audio casts are typically enjoyed uh i will post a link in chat for you guys right there super easy uh also we still are going to be accepting extra life donations up until the end of the year so if you would like to help out our team the indoor adventurers league raise some money for sick kids uh there is yet another link headed your guys's way bajoom there you are so if you guys like running prizes or helping out sick kids Feel free to follow those links. We are going to try and be back in five to ten minutes. So uh, grab a food, grab a drink, grab a friend, and we will be right back. All right, everybody. I'm doing it. And we're back. And that's when I learned that you don't stick your arm in holes when you don't know where they lead. But I did get this cool alarm out of it. <laughs> <laughs> This is why I can't have nice things. <laughs> but I don't need nice things when I have great players. So no hands. <laughs> Look, ma, no hand. Um, so welcome back, everybody. Uh, last that was a meta joke. <laughs> it was. Uh, which is a game I wish we had recorded. Me too. Ermily is fun. It's true. Happiest but you can check out the mod uh, module we play tested, mm-hmm. which is which we didn't. One of re- us loses. We didn't no, record we didn't that. Record. No, we didn't record but that. We check out the actual oh, module. But hey, speaking of extra life and cool things, if you want to to play in a module that we <clears> help play test. 
The Lost Labor Laboratory of Qualish is currently up on both D&D Beyond and also DM's Guild. So if you want to help uh, help some sick kids as well as go through an honestly really cool adventure. And I only gave you guys the short version of it. There are there are several other stages of that adventure that you can go through. So I would suggest checking it out. Bart Carroll did a really good job with writing out that entire thing. And some of the suggestions that our crew actually gave uh, ended up in the final cut of that, which was really neat to see. So check that out when you get the time. Uh, it's rad. It's really cool. But uh, last we left off, uh, I believe that we were going to be getting into uh, some initiative uh, as the three of you guys, uh, the woodcutting crew out there with five woodsmen, uh, can currently see that there are, uh, what appear to be three of these cave fishers, uh, clamoring out of the woods towards you guys. Yes. Trace. I'm sorry. Th three. Three! Ah, oh, we ah, got ah. this. <laughs> I got a 16 on my initiative. Okay. Glenn's ready. Sounds good. So, let me get a little notepad. Ready. So we have. So it's gonna be fine, Caleb. Blake. No. Um. Corey. Gwen. Yes. Guys. So I'm not there, but I decided to have a little fun and roll my initiative, as well. I'm not there, but do you know what happens when I roll a one? <laughs> How is this a thing? This is like I should I should get a dice cam just for this. I just don't even know how this is possible. Every time you've rolled for initiative, straight zero. No, there was there's there was one time where I got like a 13. I think that was when you guys were fighting against the bard? Yeah, I, I Carve kind of the bard. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm, I'm telling you, we, we need to get the stats going because uh, Caleb and I have just been tag teaming last in the initiative since the beginning. All right. Caleb's average roll is going to be a zero. <laughs> Aww. Okay. So, Blake, what did you get? 12. Okay. Uh, Corey, what did you get? Three. Okay. And then Gwen, what did you get? 16. Okie dokie. Is what I'm pretty sure I rolled. All right. So as these things come charging out of the woods, uh, the woodsmen uh, actually act first in this initiative. Uh, so you see them uh, as these things are coming out. Uh, two of the woodsmen, uh, the Torm, the older one, uh, ends up rushing back to the cart uh, and starts just reaching inside for things. And you see another one of them actually runs over and starts re uh, starts digging around as well. Uh, and you see them actually pull out torches and then they light up the torches, uh, just kind of taking some time to quickly get these lit. Um, and then hand them to other woodsmen who then just start waving them in front uh, of these cave fishers. And you see that they kind of rear back a little bit and don't really want uh, don't really want anything to do with this fire that is currently just being waved into their face. Um, 
then uh, then you see one of the cave fishers actually shoots out with a long tendril uh, of its uh, of its web and hits one of the woodsmen and just kind of rips him forward towards it as it clamps down with a pincer. Um, and it is going to deal seven points of damage to this woodsman. Uh, and you see him just take kind of this grievous wound onto his side. He's still up, but he has been pulled into the center of mass with these three with these three fissures that are currently being held back. Uh, and he has kind of like dropped his torch onto the ground. Um, and it doesn't seem to be catching anything. Uh, it doesn't seem like it's been super dry out. Uh, as you guys had remembered, it did rain uh, not too long ago, kind of coming towards this area. Um, <laughs> and overall, uh, it doesn't seem like there's any risk of forest fire kind of happening from the from everything that you've kind of been cutting out. Um, but then uh, one of the other fishers uh goes to shoot out towards uh towards you gwen uh and as it is right about to hit you you just see this hand axe come down and actually cut the web in half as it goes to hit against the ground uh but the the hand axe itself uh just gets stuck against this webbing so he quickly just drops it with his hand reaches on pulls out another hand axe uh as these woodsmen seem they in a way, it looks like they have probably been needing something to take out their their built up aggressions against over uh, over the last several days, and these bugs have have really uh, presented themselves at an opportune time, uh, as far as they were concerned. So uh, you see that then uh, two of these woodsmen go over and they actually start cutting onto one of these fissures, and their their hits are landing uh, very easily. Uh, as they just sort of seem to charge back with one of them still holding a torch, kind of waving in front of it. Uh, so he is going to make an intimidation check uh, against these creatures. And the creature uh, does not seem... Uh, two of them don't seem to be affected, but one of them starts to kind of like scuttle, scuttle back a little bit uh, and actually starts going up one of the trees that are nearby. But... Uh, Gwen, it is currently your turn, and you, what you see is that there are two cave fishers that are roughly uh, about 15 feet away from where you guys are, uh, and then there is a second one, or then the third one is, has gone back to about 35 feet. Okay, and is the owl bear? Uh, make a perception check really quick. Okie dokie. Ooh, that's a 19 plus something. So you see from behind the cart uh, that this owl bear has actually kind of like hidden up next to where Cybra was, as Cybra has also just rushed off to the back, uh, seeing that these things are much larger and scarier uh, as mm -hmm. there is kind of a, a loud commotion. It was trained by the ogre that in situations like these, head to the back. Okay. And there's no other owlbears or no No, it just seems like it was just this owlbear cub that had run out of the woods being chased by these creatures. Um, I would like to tiny rage, please. Okay. Um, so my tattoos light up and I uh, grab my battle axe, grab my hand axe, and I, uh, I'm i going to run at the one that has the guy in his grasp. Sure. And I'm going to uh, reckless attack him. Do it. Because fuck that guy. Does a, oh God, I forgot everything about everything. Uh, does a dirty 20 hit? Yes, most okay. certainly. 
So that is with my hand or my battle axe. And ooh, max damage. Ooh, That's dang. 12 damage. Dang. Looking good. I kind of hope it does like my I haven't really gotten to use my like sentinel thing yet or my my ancestral protector yet cuz I ha I didn't hit anything last time. <laughs> You hit one thing, and that was, you were the... The one in the tree. Yeah, you yeah. hit the javelin. So, um... And you did 12? Yes. Okay. Sounds good. Yeah, it just lets loose, uh... Mm -hmm. It lets loose kind of this shriek, uh, as you hit against it, and you can just see that there is this spl uh, splattering of blue blood that comes from it. Uh, so I'm then... I'm try to get between it and the guy, if it, if it lets him go. Yeah, uh... It um, it isn't letting go necessarily because it doesn't have him clamped down like it did you. Uh, okay. As his friends had kind of come by and burned uh, burned away his grapple, so they had freed him up. But you have placed yourself between the woodsmen uh, and these and these bug things. And the tiny rage is just boiling off of me. Yeah. Uh, as you all see that there is just this shimmering, uh, shimmering Goliath form that is uh, moving with the same uh, energy that Gwen currently is. Uh, but rather than having a large great axe, because uh, you would just have the two hand axes, right? A battle axe? Yes. And a, and a hand axe. Yeah, so that is what uh, you see this form have as well. Uh, and it looks, again, uh, for all you new viewers out there, uh, this is Gwen's ancestral guardian, who is a Goliath, and they share tattoos. It's really neat. Uh, then next up is Blake. Okay, how far are these away from each other? Uh, they, are, uh, they are in a triangle formation, so two of them uh, have a five-foot space in between them, and then there's the one in the back, and the one in the back is about 35 feet back. Okay. Um, two questions. Uh, first one, if I wanted to uh, throw a vial of the uh, K. Fisher blood to the woodsman, and tell them what it can do. Would that be a free object interaction, or? I would say that if you are tossing it to them, that would not be the free action because you kind of have to judge where this thing is being tossed. But there is a woodsman that's near you that I would say a free action would be just be able to hand him that. You wouldn't have to use your action to be like, here, take this from my hand. And then hands on hips and sit there for a while. Like you're good just being able to hand off the blood, let him know what it does. Okay, uh, I'm just going to pop one out. I'm going to say, coach a weapon, slide it. Uh, then I'm going to uh, light my claws. Okay. Uh, and I want to go for the, the Cape Fisher on the right of the two ones that are close to each other. All right, so that is the one that Gwen, uh, that is the one that Gwen has just hit as well. Okay. Second question. Yep. I know that... Uh, there's no uh, light weapon tag on my second claw, but would that would I be able to engage in two weapon fighting with them? Yeah, I would say so. Okay. Uh, cool. Good for future. Uh, but for now, I am. I'm going to use a cantrip that requires me to uh, attack one of them. So I'm going to make a melee attack that will not hit. Okay. 
<laughs> Sounds good. So yeah, that ends up falling short. And then Corey, it is your turn. Uh, as you have seen that Gwen has placed herself in between these two uh, insect creatures and Blake has run up uh, onto the right side to the one that was uh, the one that was shooting this webbing uh, out towards the woodsman. All right. Um, there is a, so there's a five foot space in between, in between the, the two, yes. The two in the front and the one in the back, right? Uh, the one in the back is Can about I... 35 feet in the back as it had been intimidated by okay. the fire that had been waved in its face by the woodsman. All right. All right. I will face step behind the two, the two boys. Okay. Um, That's and that seven. I... So one of them is charmed. Okay. Um, which one? <laughs> uh, the one on the left is currently charmed. The one that has not taken any damage. All right. When I I, I poof there, um, and get a, a good look, and I I shout that one that one there. Don't attack it. And then I'm gonna throw one. Okay. Uh, and that's going to be a seventeen. Okie dokie. So yeah, seventeen hits. Roll for damage. All right. Here comes damage. That's gonna be. Eight slashing damage. Okay. So with your eight, that is looking pretty good. Yeah. Uh, it just lets out this uh, this chittering shriek uh, as you hit against it with your sword. As this other one, uh, you had seen just this kind of flash of orange go over it, uh, go over the eyes that it has. Uh, as it has what looks to be uh, six little eye holes that are placed around its skull area and all of them just had this quick uh, orange flash over them, but it just doesn't seem to really be uh, in an aggressive mood after that, uh, after you just kind of popped up and charmed it. So uh, that is when the woodsman will go. <coughs> Ooh. Uh, and so based off of uh, your guys' interaction, one of them looks at the blood uh, and then in that he had gotten from Blake, um, and you see him actually pour that onto, uh, the end of a stick and then, uh, quickly light that on fire as well, uh, to make a kind of makeshift torch. Uh, and then you see this group of five of them actually go up, uh, and I'll just start waving, uh, these flaming, these torches and these flaming sticks to very much uh, intimidate and drive away these creatures. Uh, and the creatures both rolled twos. Uh, the ones in front and then the one in the back is also still scared uh, as the intimidating peoples rolled well enough uh, that you actually see them start to retreat back into the woods. Uh, the one that is currently injured will provoke an attack of opportunity from the three of you that have kind of bundled up against it so you guys can make attacks uh, as the others uh, go backwards into the woods. 15. Okay, uh, 15 falls just short of being able to hit it. 22. 22 will hit. I did not hit. Okay. <laughs> oh, max damage. Woo! Uh, it's going to be 13 slashing damage. Um, I don't know if I can add a smite on top of that. Smite should just be whenever you make an attack, I think. Smite just happens, huh? I could have smite. I could have smote before. Yes. 
Yeah, that one is looking uh, mighty injured uh, as you crack into the top part of it with your blade once more. But uh, they all go uh, back into the woods and you can see that one of them is just kind of like hobbling as it does, leaving this trail of, uh, of blue blood as it continues back. Uh, but as the, as the woodsmen continue to just like throw their fire uh, in front of it, um, that is when uh, you guys kind of come out of this combat state, uh, hearing just this as you just see this scared little owl, owl bear cub kind of looking uh, out at the lot of you from behind this cart. And one of them, uh, one of the workers just goes over and you hear him going, shh, 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 it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. Uh, as he's trying to just kind of uh, to calm this owl bear cub. Uh, and you guys looking over, you can see that Cybra has kind of uh, put herself into one of your guys' bags. Uh, and you can see that her tail is currently just laying flat against the ground uh, as there is a whimpering sound. As she had been taught by the ogre that uh, when combat starts, get in the bag. Oh, Cyber, it's okay. I'm going to go over and I'm going to like try and get into the bag too. Okay. To like snuggle up next to her. All right. Mm. So yeah, you are you are busily making your way into this bag as well. Uh, as these woodsmen... Uh, as these woodsmen actually come up to, uh, you see some of them actually starting to uh, get as much as they can of this blood into uh, into vials and containers. And it looks more like a mason jar uh, or like a small ceramic container that they're just kind of quickly putting stuff into. Uh, and then Torm uh, will actually come up to, uh, to you, Blake. Uh, and he tells you, um, I, was, I was really... I was quick thinking with the with the blood and the fire. Uh, I'll retract my flaming claws. Uh, yeah, uh, we ran into them yesterday. Uh, seems they don't like it very much. Uh, they aren't supposed to be here. The only reason I... The only reason I really knew how to deal with this is the last four years before I came here, I I worked over in Key Grove, the the mine. They well, they harvest these things. There are a lot of them that exist in the mine, but their their blood's pretty useful. It's uh it's flammable, acts fast and. Uh, if you're brave enough, I suppose you could drink it. I saw dwarves doing it, but uh, this really wasn't for me. That seems gross. Uh, when hear that? They said um, it gets you real fucked up, so... What? <laughs> <laughs> it's just like shambling in the bag. I'm stuck in Moving the around inside the bag, it's just like... <laughs> I'm sorry, did you say that these things aren't supposed to be here? No, these are these are subterranean. They they don't usually come up above ground. We're I don't I don't think there's any cave openings or anything like that. They don't burrow, they would have had to come from somewheres. I smell an adventure. Hmm, I smell a mystery gang. <laughs> 
God damn it. But we were just supposed to be heading out uh, later today. But Blake, these people could be in danger. Yeah, yeah. No, we we know how to how to scare them off. They're they're really quite timid. Uh, once you get past the whole claws and well, what happened to Morris over there? And you just see this guy like currently getting uh, patched up from where this pincer had actually gotten him. Uh, but uh, I mean, if if you look past that, they're they're typically pretty docile. They're probably hungry, looking for something. Uh, and he looks over, and you see that uh, the owl bear cub is currently uh, eating food uh, out of the hands of. Um, out of the hands of the other woodsmen. If not the people, then the wildland here is going to suffer. You have to consider the ecosystem. It's going to affect them eventually. Uh, <laughs> I think he gets it. Get out of here. Oh, I'm. I mean, if. You guys said that you came across some yesterday, and there are more today. We might be dealing with a hive-like situation, uh, and if that's the case, we'll have to bring a lot more people back, and we'll just do our best to chase them out. Just get them out of this woods as quick as possible. But otherwise... Um, well, it seems like we're we're pretty much done here for the evening, anyways, um, or for the day, because it's it's midday at this point. Because you guys had set out uh, to actually cut logs uh, around eight in the morning, and then had actually gotten to the spot around ten. Several hours had gone by while you felled all these trees, and so now it's getting into the early afternoon. Um, once Gwen kind of calms down Cybra, she's going to go over to that owlbear cub and she's going to, um, if, if it'll let her, she'll like pick it up and hold it in her arms like a freaking child with a cat. Okay. And <laughs> go up to, uh, Blake and be like, do, uh, do owlbears usually have more than one cub? You are greatly overestimating my knowledge in Alabama. Sorry! Do owlbears normally have more than one cub? What if there's one lost in the woods, guys? I don't know what an owlbear is. Oh. We have to go back for him! Someone go get Caleb! They're... <laughs> they don't have litters. They don't have multiple cubs at a time. It's usually just one. And this one seems young enough that... Probably wouldn't have a brother or sister until around this time next year. Indoor, what the fuck? Do you have any siblings? Ecology! It's fun! You just gave us a pet. Yeah! <laughs> and now we have another one! I'm keeping it! <laughs> one like. <laughs> okay, but I get to name this one. Alright! No, wait. Upon <laughs> approval. You. you... Okay, fine. I will submit it to the council. Um, she's gonna, she's gonna pick it up. She's gonna look at it. She's gonna look into its eyes. She's gonna cast speak with animal. Okay. 
and she's going to have a conversation with the owl, which is to say she's just going to stare into its eyes for a solid five minutes. Okay. Uh, and as you do, you get no responses back. Uh, as your speak with animals only affects beasts, owl bears are considered monstrosities. I still stare into its eyes for a full five minutes. Uh, and it just looks at you just... It's little oh, beak kind of opening. <laughs> That's freaking adorable. And you just um, see this long avian tongue just kind of come out of the side. As it just... <laughs> as it just kind of begins nervously panting as it has been picked up by several people. And yeah. also ran... Yeah, by several... And also, it's also a yeah. wild animal. <laughs> yes. Uh, I... I imagine eventually it starts just like turning its head completely around like you, you seen this somebody help me out here yeah and it just um she's gonna flips. she's gonna hand it back to Gwen Socrates Socrates that's a socks long name what is it socks for short socks I like it all right <laughs> socks you're our friend now and I'm gonna like do the thing where you like pet it and I'm assuming it like flattens down <laughs> oh yeah no there is a lot more uh there is a lot more poof on this thing's face mm-hmm. uh, um and then... i'm gonna put him in the cart okay. i don't know how to sex a bird or an owl bear that's fine <laughs> i mean it's it should have mammalian parts yeah the lower part is mammalian in nature uh and you see that this um It is, uh, it looks like a, a male owl bear. All right, Sax, you're our friend now. We will protect you. And I'm going to say something to it in, in a giant speech. And all of these woodsmen are just like looking at you with the same expression that Blake is currently looking at you guys of, of just like, you. <laughs> I mean, you can't really keep that. Why not? It's a wild animal. <laughs> it's a wild animal. You can train wild animals. So is Gwen. God damn it. Um, <sighs> Thank you, Metal Weave Games. We, we will... You know what? We can take it back to town? I, I mean, we're going there anyways... And then we'll figure out what to do with it from there. Look, I'm going to tell you right now, if you fucking touch this bird, I will chop your hands off. He just gives you this wide look. Make an intimidation check. <laughs> okay. Krieg, don't fuck this up. <sighs> all right. Let me use my nice Can I inadvertently hand. assist by being all like, oh, she might actually do that. Yeah. <laughs> it's a 17. Okay. Uh, so you will have advantage on this because Corey's in the back being like, she's crazy. She'll do it. <laughs> that was 17. Okay. Uh, he, when you say that uh, you'll cut his hands off, uh, he just sort of looks at you and just says, if you try to feed this creature, it'll bite your hands off. I don't care if you do end up laying an axe on me at this point. I've been through a lot in the last couple days, but I'm just letting you know that's not a beast. 
this is a wild animal that we need to figure out what to do. And I feel like we as the woodsmen will figure out what to do with it. Do you know where you're going? Do you know what this thing eats? Do you know... Uh, is this a human? Yeah. I'd like to insight check the human. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Kill and eat this bear. Glenn does We've not like been. being talked down to. <laughs> 15. Uh, what are you trying to get a read on? It's like if he's going to eat it or like... Yeah, he, he legitimately is is more going off of the basis of he watched you guys uh, for the last 30 minutes before this whole thing happened of Gwen chasing Cybra around with the stick to try and get a good handle on one puppy. He is more looking out for the safety of two small animals with your group. Uh, as as trying to as trying to maneuver with these two younglings uh, would would probably be very difficult and very hard. Damn, he got us. Uh, Gwen is going to like go from looking very like intimidatingly and hard at him, and then she's just going to go. All right, we'll decide what we do when we get back to town, and then she's going to put him in the cart and put the dog in the cart, and then start loading shit in the cart. Okay. Putting in pretty big trees there. That's all right. It lives in trees. We're going to crush the small creature. No, I mean he'll obviously I'm Cyber gonna heal. <laughs> I'm gonna put it there in a place. I just want them contained for five minutes. Yeah, and as you as you try and get this puppy contained, uh, Cybra, you see eventually uh, she just hops out of the back. Uh, and as Blake says, Cybra heal. She just goes over uh, to Blake. Uh, and as Owlbear is, is really just not having it uh, with you guys making a lot of noise, kind of moving it up. It still doesn't really trust a lot of you guys, uh, mm. considering that you that it ran towards you. Uh, in the in the attempts of escaping from the loud noises that it was encountering, and now it's been picked up and handled quite frequently, and just kind of mm -hmm. like passed around between multiple people. So it's it's scared uh, and doesn't really want to be pet or touched. That's fine. I just want it like to not run away. Yeah, so no. I'm just trying to keep it. Uh, and at some points you see it like trying to scrabble up the side of the cart, but it doesn't have, uh, it's too like top heavy to really get to it. So it'll go onto its back legs, like a little bear cub, and then just kind of like fall onto its back <laughs> and just roll a little bit. Like if you've seen, I want to say it's the bear sit. It's the one yeah. where like the bear's sitting and they have their hands on their, on their paws and they're just sort of rocking. Like that is mm -hmm. what this little owl bear cub is doing. <laughs> Does it take meat if I give it to it? Um, make an animal handling check. Can I assist to just yes get it to follow us? Yeah, yeah. Um, animal handling sixteen or a sixteen. Okay, so fifteen or sixteen. Sixteen. Okay, is the highest. So yeah, uh, yeah, it does end up. Uh, it does end up uh, eating the the food that you give it. Uh, and as you as you are feeding it, um, the uh, Torm, the guy that you uh, have gotten to know, uh, just says, "Well, now we've handled it, we've fed it. Has the scent of us all over it. There's really no way that we're going to be able to put this thing back into the wild without it just Damn it. 
dying. Oh no. <laughs> I had no idea about this situation. <laughs> and he just gives you a look. Uh, as you guys uh, load up these carts and then eventually head back to town. And Calum, mm-hmm. by the time that your friends end up coming back to town, uh, it has been uh, several hours spent throughout this day. Like you, they came back much later than they did yesterday. It's actually uh, closer to around uh, six or seven by the time that they actually roll back in. And it's been dark for, for a while now. Uh, but you just see uh, like torches being held aloft uh, as you hear um, what sounds like Gwen arguing with an older man. Uh, and it's, That's not strange at all. And it's one of those like uh, on one side of the argument is we can totally keep it. We're fine. We're going to be awesome pet parents uh, followed up with. I really don't think that having two young ones at the same time is a great idea. Maybe you should just leave this in town uh, and then we'll let the village raise it. It takes a village. Uh, but yeah, that is around the time that you see uh, this small caravan of of woodsmen and friend uh, show back up in Silt Creek. Caleb, we got a pet. Well, another pet. How many are you gonna... Just two. I don't think I can handle any more than two. (laughs) Oh. Well. (sighs) How? Its mother died yesterday. Or father. I'm not... I didn't sex that one. And he was running away from these creatures... In this context, I know that you're trying to say, identify the gender of. Yeah, Caleb, you dirty ass minded man. What? I well. just. Never mind. <laughs> yeah, I'm rubbing off on you, and I like sock him in the thigh. Uh, How's the uh, the arrangements? I think I'm almost done. I think I'm done. Voice in the sky, am I done? You have maybe three more people. Oh, God. Caleb's like, okay. Justice is like, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Why didn't y'all not die? Gosh. Caleb, have you eaten? Uh, Oh. Did you eat? Just gonna walk up to him and pull the trail mix out of his bag and just hand it to him. What? No way! How'd that get in there? <laughs> just roll her eyes. Like, are you sure these people don't need help? Yeah. I, I guess they do. Alright, team meeting. I'm gonna one arm each of the animals. And walk away. They're both just doing the 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 animal like wiggle where they really don't want to be held. Oh well, I'll let them down if they don't want to be held. Uh, and as soon as you let the the owl bear cub down onto the ground, you just see it take off. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> I'm gonna run after it's it. Runner. Yeah, and it is it is currently uh, very startled. It doesn't recognize any of its surroundings. Oh yeah. Uh, and it is just it is just going for it. So, make, so let's be realistic here. 
so yeah, Calum, you watch as Gwen and Corey. Are you chasing after this? Uh, chasing after the owl bear cub as well? That depends. Has my face step refreshed yet? Uh, yes, it could have refreshed by this point. All right, let's see if this works. Poof to the owl bear. Okay. Am I close enough where I have to make a save? Uh, yes. <laughs> you would be at this point. <laughs> gonna go well. What is the save DC? It's a uh, 13, I believe. Nope. <laughs> the owl nope. saved. So as you face up near it, it just <laughs> runs me. underneath your legs and continues to run. It does not seem to be affected where instead, where Gwen, uh, you feel this charming effect kind of wash over you. Sup, Corey? <laughs> I slap her. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck was that? Not having that. Did you just magic me? Oh shit, where's the owlbear? And I'm like, what? So, yeah, Blake and Calum, you guys are just standing there with the woodsman and they just go, No. That's, look, I've tried reasoning with your small friend the entire trip. I, I really don't think that you guys should have to, not as a, like, I don't think that... Uh, ownership kind of deal look it's more of the fact that they tried catching your puppy with a stick for 30 minutes if that's just one animal i'm not really sure how two is going to play out okay i mean it is a wild animal so here's the difficulty did she name it she didn't oh okay so we could probably talk her Corey out of it um... Yeah, and Corey, you can be walking back uh, or joining Gwen in the search for the owl bear cub. What? Hmm. Cybra. Yep, Cybra just comes up to you, Blake. Go to Corey. She'll go over to Corey. Oh, that's neat. When did she learn that? I don't know, but apparently she knows all of our names now. Oh. <laughs> uh, apparently Corey can talk to animals, so maybe maybe she told him something. Heard something. Well, that's fair. Uh, I mean, we do talk sometimes. Uh, but just because we talk doesn't mean she has to listen. Uh, Corey, maybe uh, maybe Cyber can help you find the, the owlbear if it went too far. Okay. Um, I, I do believe it'll be back. If it's become dependent on us for food, it'll be in the town. I, I don't Not think anything dependent would have bolted, you know? We have these things in the Feywild called trash pandas. I, they bolt all the time, but they always come back. Uh, hmm. Trash pandas. Is it like like an owl bear, where it's like a mixture of the trash and the panda? Because that what seems the absolutely terrifying. 
chocolate cheese was an owlbear. We need to make some pies. Wait, what? What did you think he was? I don't know. I've just learned not to ask questions. Everybody keeps looking at me like I'm crazy. I look at her like she's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> What's that? I mean, there, there's a lot of freaky things on the material plane. So. I know. Yeah, and you and the woodsmen have kind of uh, maneuvered off with all of the all of the wood, and uh, you guys know that uh, they they said that they would take Old Bess to the stables uh, for you guys to to set her off, um, and then Gwen make a survival check as you are just running through this town, trying to find head or tail of this owl bear cub. Got it. Survival. Don't. Oh, okay. Well, that was an 11 before it got tailed. Uh, survival is 13. Okay. Uh, so yeah, with your 13, you end up uh, finding uh, finding little, uh, little bear tracks uh, that just sort of seem to be like running uh, much in the way a family circus comic is often drawn where it shows mm -hmm. like the pattern that Jeffrey's going all throughout mm -hmm. the town. You were just tracking it uh, until um, you end up seeing uh, you end up you end up seeing it just kind of like trotting forward, not really knowing where it's going. Uh, but it looks like it is heading towards the siding of uh, of a bungalow. Okay, I'm going to uruet it. I'm going to try to emulate the sounds that it was making. Okay. Uru! Okay, make an animal handling check. Uru, Becky! Uru! <laughs> <laughs> we killed RJ. 19! Okay. Uh, so yeah, as you are making these aru noises uh, at it, you see it kind of turn its head and then trip over its legs uh, as it actually tumbles forward. Uh, and you see it slide underneath uh, underneath his bungalow with its two back feet sticking out. Uh, and you hear uh, you hear an ex a exclamation. Uh, Don't make of, any loud noises. Of of two voices um, of two just kind of shocked voices. Uh, and then, um, the, you see the legs kind of like peter in on the inside, uh, mm -hmm. as they crawl deeper into the bungalow. Uh, and as you get closer, right as you're about to reach this door, uh, the door actually opens and you can see that, uh, it is JD Hammerfell with this large owl bear, with this owl bear cub kind of like nestled into her arms. Uh, and she has a leather bracelet around her around her wrist. Uh, and Tavrel was actually there with her in this bungalow. Oh my God, I am so sorry. Uh, he got away from me. Uh, let me if, could I could I just uh, I hold out some food. Uh, and as you do, you see the owl bear look at you and kind of just like cuddle more oh. into JD's arms. I sit on the ground, and I look. Is, is everything all right? I, I don't really. I think I, oh, I scared her. I am. She, he does look awfully frightened. Uh. Uh. Is this your? Are you just picking up animals as you go? 
his his parent was killed yesterday in the woods and we found him today so oh. we have to do something well we certainly can't release it back into the wild it's it's got this well it's got the smell of people on it yeah um and it looks a little bit too young to really go hunting on its own um mm -hmm. I'm gonna while she's contemplating. I'm gonna like uh, lean around her and look at Favro. Tavrel. Tavrel, and I'm gonna like like <laughs> question him via my eyes. Via your eyes, uh, <laughs> and he he doesn't seem to really pick up on you on your questioning uh, with your eyes as he is just sort of like. He looks at that, and he looks back at you, and just mouths, "Owlbear, what? What? It's really cute, but what?" And JD is you just kind what? of like scratching at this owlbear's uh, mm -hmm. at this owlbear's uh, upper chest tuft, uh, as you see its head kind of like crook into uh, crook into her arm. Uh, Gwen's gonna assess the situation and assume anything and she's just gonna um kind of stand up and be like i think that i think that i have scared this i am a little too intense for this owlbear and i was just worried that it was gonna run back to the woods and die because it can't hunt and it can't do all this stuff but it seems to like you and you know owlbears need a mommy and a daddy she I assume. Looks so, at you and she says, Well, oftentimes the mates usually just will pair off the once and then, you know, the the male owl there will go back off to I think I know what you're saying. Uh and anyways, I'm gonna let you guys get back to whatever it is you are doing. I'm gonna make eye contact with him again. Like Anyways, uh, so... And at that point, he just goes, oh, like, it finally connects. <laughs> Does he give me a yes or a no? Uh, he just gives you a, like, it's gonna be fine. I'm, I'm so sorry. Uh, it, you know, if you need anything, I will pay for anything with the owlbear. Uh, but I just want to make sure it's safe uh, and not dead in the woods. Well, it, it seems very tired. Yes. Uh, and you see Tavril end up coming up over to it and actually starts like giving it mild pets. Uh, and you can hear, uh, it's, it's like a purring coo, just this, uh, as it just sort of like nestles into, to JD's arms as Tavril continues to, to give it scritches. Um, <laughs> until eventually you hear that sound kind of peter off, uh, and you see it's, it's just just sort of rise and fall as it seems to have fallen asleep. LB can't handle this. Uh, <laughs> Gwen is gonna slowly back away, like quietly, like, and uh, and then book it. Okay. <laughs> and I'm going to find Corey as soon as I can. All right. Uh, so yeah, Corey, Blake, and Gwen, you guys have been having this conversation about what to do with this new pet that you seem to have found yourselves in possession of. Uh, and then you see That's Gwen, so you see Gwen exactly. walking over. How much of this is bear? 
Glory! Like 2575, I think. Do they lay eggs? <laughs> Wait, do they? No, it's mammalian birth. Oh, it's mammalian. <laughs> Corey, Corey! And I'm gonna what? I'm going to jump up and try to grab her face to bring it I back. Catch her. <laughs> okay, I put my hands on the side of your face. We are the best matchmakers in the world. Why? What happened? They're in a bungalow alone. Now with the owl bear. Oh! They're gonna raise it together. Yeah! We made the entire family. And Gwen's gonna do a wiggle dance. I'm sorry. I, I what? Her up, like, I'm Simba. sorry. What? <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry about it, guys. I'll get you guys, ladies, at some point, or men, whatever you know. <laughs> whatever you want. So we're making the pyre. <laughs> right. I have three more people funeral. I need to visit. Um, okay. Uh, I guess. Are, are the woodsmen still here? They have left. They have just like, they took <laughs> all of the wood. They are busy. They are busy building the pyres currently. Okay. I will help them. Okay. Yeah. And so for the, for the next several hours, Caleb, while you are finishing up your rites, uh, and by the time that you have finished with them, all of the pyres have been built. Uh, and there is enough at this point to actually uh, contain all of the people uh, that perished during the uh, during the Hollandtide Festival. Uh, and uh, Maxwell comes over uh, and he, after you finished with the last one, uh, and he again just says... Um, Thank you. I, I'm sorry that you had to see our town this way. We're normally a very a lively bunch. Um, if the, if the festival before, the, um, if it's, I don't. As the leader of the town of Silt Creek, as its acting mayor, I thank you on behalf of the town. And if you have any further rituals that you would like to perform, uh, we are going to begin our ceremonies uh, this night. Uh, yeah. Um. I've performed all that I've can at this point. I'm sorry I couldn't do more. If maybe I can. At some point I'd like to speak with everyone. Well, most everyone is here in town getting ready for for the ignition. Uh, if you would like to take Take the stage. I can call everyone together. Uh, okay. Yeah, and so uh, he'll he'll leave you, and over the next uh, 15, 20 minutes, he goes around and, and talks to all of the different people, kind of leading them up towards the stage. <sighs> okay. Um... Uh are, are, are we, we here? Yeah. yeah, do we notice that he's 
nervous. Uh, you guys have just gotten done building the pyres, and you are you were on your way back. Uh, to see if Calum needed any help with anything, uh, and that is when you saw the mayor of the town, Maxwell, kind of pat him on the shoulder and then head out. Uh, and then you just see Calum's shoulders rising and falling very quickly uh, as you as you have judged that to be his nervous breathing. Uh, hey, 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 hey. Okay, I just gotta calm. <laughs> Wait, no, that's pregnant. Um, uh, hmm. You got someone pregnant? No. No. Are you okay, Ranger's dude? Just gonna Maybe. Just going to a water skin into his hand. Okay, thank you. I'm just going to... What happened, dude? Yeah. <laughs> 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 you sure For I'll those be. podcast listeners. <laughs> He's really putting it away now, isn't he? For those podcast listeners. Oh god, that was wine skin. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, for those skin. podcast listeners, RJ just drained an entire bottle of water. Just in a single go. Are you okay? No. Did someone hurt you? Oh. Fine, I think. I this is my first time publicly speaking to anyone. Uh, what? Yeah, you I talk to us all the time. No, I mean like a bigger crowd, like that, and he like motions towards like the people gathering. Yeah, and you can see oh. that uh, at this point, a good twenty twenty five people have gathered, and it seems like more people are actually coming, uh, coming to this town square. Oh. You know, I was in the moment, and I was like. Can I do more to help? I have some words. And this happened. Blake. Comforting words. Go. Uh, Talk him up. You've trained for this. <laughs> no, I haven't. Okay. All right. Okay. Uh, Coriana, like, like <laughs> she's going to kindle light. Okay. Uh, pushes between Blake and Gwen. She comes up to Caleb and she's going to sit him down. Are you okay? Do you need to, do you, do you want to go through with this? I already said I would. So they're already here okay. too. So yeah. Um. All right. Okay. So, Caleb, you are the kindest, most empathetic and wisest person I know. I think there's no one else here who is more qualified for this than you. You can do this. I believe in you. I'm the most qualified person you know to speak to grieving people? You've been doing it all two days, dude. Grieving? No, talking to grieving people, you idiot. Grieving people. Oh. You've You're awesome. Than, you know uh. these people better than we do at this point. You've been spending all this time with them. You know their families. This is about the <clears> most <throat> intimate thing that you can do with someone is to talk them through their grief. <laughs> Gwen is just shaking her head vehemently at this point. Just, no, it's not the most intimate. Put, puts a hand up so that Gwen isn't visible. <laughs> uh, okay. <sighs> okay. Just look at me. You don't have to look at anybody else. Picture her naked. 
shoulders and then just <laughs> bury her in it ah! i do the dog thing where i can't find the exit <laughs> i'll lift it up and put it back on <clears throat> okay and if nothing else know that gwen's gonna be there with a drink in hand for you when you're done Okay. Um, Gail will just stiffly walk up to the stage. And at this point, there are a good 75, 80 people that are all out in this town square uh, that all are just standing. Some are holding each other close. Uh, others just sort of seem to be holding themselves tightly. Uh, you see a few that are... Um, that are kind of passing drinks amongst each other, and uh, amongst this crowd, you can see um, you can see the faces of the people that you've helped out. There's the woman that was rather rude to you. There was the face of Maxwell. You can see uh, that JD and Tavrel uh, are towards the back, and JD is still just like holding on to this owl bear cub, um, and uh, they just <clears throat> seem to be they just seem to be awaiting uh, your words. Oh. Hello. Uh, hold on. <clears throat> he points a finger to his throat and he twists it and casts thaumaturgy. Nice. To raise the volume of his voice. He opens his mouth and it like crackles like the microphone static. <laughs> Hello. <clears throat> Hello. <clears throat> Everyone. Um, as you all know, my name is Calum. I've been walking around and ministering to everyone and to those people that I haven't gotten to, I would like to say that, for one, I'm sorry, deeply sorry for your loss. I don't think I've ever experienced this sort of sadness before. But these emotions, oh, sorry, let me redact that. In my temple, I've read a lot of scriptures, a lot of books about different deities, about different gods. Um, my goddess, Saloon, much like the deity Corallon, um, says to kindle a light and beat back the darkness. And I'm not saying that you're not allowed to grieve Don't harbor this darkness in your heart. In the time, in the two days that we've been here, I've seen a lot of light. So much so that it's very blinding. There have been people that have come together and supported each other. And I think that's the best expression of keeping the light. So... Even if you do feel down in this time, look to your neighbor to help you kindle your light. Then he'll lower the volume back down. Uh, and as you say that, you see that Tavrel pulls up, 
pulls JD close, just kind of like reaches an arm around, pulls her tighter, and she just kind of like puts her head onto his shoulder. Uh, and you can see that uh, there are several groups uh, amongst the crowds that are all kind of doing the same thing, just sort of keeping each other uh, close. And Maxwell, uh, as you say that, he, he kind of had a, a dour expression on his face during it. But after uh, after your speech finishes, he you see him just kind of take a deep breath uh, and then he'll he'll come up uh, next to you. Uh, and he says, uh, well, thank you for for your kind words for our humble town. It really does mean the world to have strangers coming through recognize the recognize the problems but also to see the light within our town and i know it seems dark now but with these pyres we will light the way for their spirits into the afterlife as our ancestors did for their ancestors so to anybody whose family was afflicted we have torches located over here, and he motions towards uh, the left side of this gathering area that all seem to be uh, unlit as of yet. Uh, if everyone could just form an orderly line, uh, we can hopefully uh, pay our respects in a timely fashion. So thank you to to everybody. And, and Blake will just help hand out torches. Yeah. Uh, and he says that, uh, and then he quietly, he says to Calum again and, and thank you. And then, uh, without making eye contact, he'll just kind of pat you on the shoulder, hop off the stage and then go over. Uh, and with Blake, he continues to pass out torches. Uh, and you can see that there are some kids who, uh, whose parents come over and, and they take their torch. Uh, and these kids that were looking, uh, rather grim upon seeing blake you see that their expression actually changes into uh into that of wonder uh as they as they have heard the song echoing through the town about this dragon uh and now they've gotten to see it with uh with their own eyes um as they go into their their ritual uh and over the next several hours you can see that they uh, they take the time to all get into line and then steadily, one by one, these pyres uh, are ignited uh, as the people of the town um, begin to pass out. Uh, they begin to pass out mold wine uh, as, a, as a means of keeping, them, uh, of keeping people warm outside of the heat of the pyres. Um, Gwen's going to walk up to someone with authority, um, probably the mayor dude. And uh, ask him if if she if it's okay if she does a, a Goliath uh, a ritual chant for the passing of the soldiers. Uh, and he says, uh, "We did have a few retirees uh, that were guards that had come out here a while ago, but I'm sure that they would. I'm sure that they would appreciate it." Okay. She's going to go somewhere where, like, there's a lot of, maybe, like, 
in the middle of all the pyres, like if if they made him in a circle or like in front of them. Yeah. And she's gonna start doing the uh the tribal uh stomping and chanting like the um Haka, the New Zealand chants. The Maori chants. Yeah. Okay. Um and just to make herself feel better and kind of go with her own tradition. Okay. Uh, and as you are, as you are going through your own tradition, as you are going through your own performance, uh, you actually hear the, the sound of a lute kind of carrying through, uh, and you, you recognize this to be the lute player from yesterday, uh, the bard that had been singing Blake's Tale, as it seems like he, as well as the other, uh, musicians in town have kind of, are, are trying to follow your lead, uh, this is a very foreign uh, cadence to them, but they are still doing their best to really uh, give you the backing that they feel like you uh, that they feel like you deserve. Okay, and I will probably rage at one point so that I can uh, bring out uh, Grayskull. Okay, so that he can maybe help usher some people to the next realm. In my mind, yeah. No, and you make a performance check as you as you rage perform. Okay. Fourteen. Yeah, uh, you get the sense that uh, he is definitely helping lead those spirits along. Okay. Yeah, and other than that, uh, your night goes by uneventfully. Uh, until eventually this this funeral uh, this funeral procession celebration has kind of come to an end um, and you can see that families are now going back into their homes the smoldering piles uh, of these pyres are are just turning to embers uh, that no longer uh, have these high reaching flames and uh, until it is really just the four of you that are still out in this main town square. <sighs> so, now what? Uh, do we stay and help or do we GTFO? That means get the fuck out. Thank you. Uh... I think we've done all we can here. I mean, we could kill some bugs, but oh, he doesn't know. Uh, there are oh, these, uh, yeah. giant buggy creatures in the woods. What they call them? I don't think they called them anything. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, no, they're like like segmented, like giant centipedes. Uh, you know that Torm had called them a cave fisher. They are cave fishers, um, and uh, they shouldn't be there because they live in caves, and there are no caves there. Was I getting that part right, <clears throat> Corey? Yes. I mean, they were certain that they weren't supposed to be there, but they also seemed fairly confident that they could handle it themselves. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Maybe they could, like bat him back for a few days but we fought what two of them yesterday and we fought three of them today I mean if we want to it'd be worth checking out if not I'd I mean if the disturb well 
if the disturbance is along the way, sure. We do have to head north. Hmm. Right. Where where exactly are we going? Uh, we have to go to the town of something something. Consult our map. Let me consult Marisville. my notes. Uh, uh, and as you guys oh. are consulting the notes, uh, JD will actually come over, and she just has this sleeping owl bear cub with her still. Uh, she says, well, when they fall asleep, you don't exactly get the option of letting them down. And luckily, working the forge has given me strong arms. Um, Buff mama. I'm um, I'm going to be staying at Tavrel's tonight um, as we think that it's probably best for the owl bear to not be around so many people. Um, but mm-hmm. you guys are more than welcome to, to stay in the bungalow. The what? My house. My bungalow. Oh, sorry. It seemed like bigger than a bungalow to me. Two small rooms. Okay, sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, uh, you were, we are completely handled. You do what you gotta do. She'll just... For the owlbear. It's a child. It needs support. Yeah. And then she'll just kind of thank you guys again uh, for for what you've done for the town. And then she will begin wandering off. As you can see that just this owlbear cub's head is just kind of on her shoulder. <laughs> I'm going to punch Corey's legs. We did it! <laughs> swat at you at the same time. With the I same know. excitement. <laughs> I look up at Blake. <laughs> Girls. Emotions. <laughs> uh, we have to go to Mars. What was it? Marsville? Marsville? Mar- Mar- Marisville. Ma- Marisville. I spell Marisville. <laughs> I, what, in my head, whatever is upsetting the ecology of, well, the cave fishers. Whatever's driving them out might be bigger and badder than what, well, from what you guys described, cave fishers, what we can handle right now. What are you saying? It's definitely more than what they can handle. Right. Um. Is the issue contained for now? I doubt it. Then we contain it, and we come back and we can handle it. All right. I'm always down for fucking some shit up. Shall we get started now? Not tonight. We we don't fight after a funeral, dude. We have come from very different walks of life, then. Ah. We'll get started in the morning. JD's? JD's. As we're walking back to JD's, I'm going to lag by, lag behind and kind of pull Blake back. <laughs> <laughs> Gently. So, um... 
if there ever comes a time when I'm not around anymore, but, but what I'm trying to say is, can you make me a promise? Depends on what the promise is and why you won't be around anymore. Sometime in the future, I may have to leave you all. I have responsibilities in the Feywild. Okay. Uh, she's gonna kind of like, just like put her arms, like trying to warm her arms against the winter cold. I will give my cloak. I just, I need you to promise me that if I'm not around anymore, you'll make sure that the two of them, and she's just gonna like point up uh, to Calum and Gwen with her chin, make sure that they get along. Can you do that? I can try, but. Okay. Corey, what? you know, you don't have to. Well, I, I, I don't want to impose, but like, if you have to go, if it's not something that you're absolutely forbidden from doing with any company, we'll go with you. She's just gonna like put her head down and uh, stop walking. You don't have to do that. I promise that I will do my best to make sure that we all get along. And her hair is starting to turn white when um, she looks up and kind of flicks it back and uh, smiles and you can see tears uh, flowing down her face and she's like, thank you. I appreciate that. And then she's gonna hand you your coat back and walk ahead. I feel like there's a lot going on that I don't know about. <laughs> I'll try to catch up. Okay. Yeah, it doesn't take you very long to uh, to catch up with your with your sizable uh, draconic form. You just managed to catch up with the rest of the group. And Corey, uh, by the time that you catch up with Calum and Gwen, uh, what had you two been talking about that you had kind of missed out uh, on the on the conversation that was happening behind you? Uh, Gwen would have had a little bit of to say about him getting some balls and, and enjoying that. I'm sorry. What? What? <laughs> yeah, like you, yeah, you like, you got up there, you did your shit, you told them what was up. Oh. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> when did I get sexed? What? <laughs> <laughs> 
So yeah, you guys are having uh, having this conversation where Gwen is is congratulating you. During uh, the entire convo, um, Caleb has been like staring at a part of her head where there's like a leaf sticking out of it. It's <laughs> like. Ah, it's part of Corey. Ah. <laughs> no, but seriously, I'm proud of you, Caleb. When I met you, you would have you were you're not like that. And you've yeah. been cursing, so. Hmm. I blame you. Me too. <laughs> But I don't think gods really care about that stuff. Do they? I think there's like a deity for like everything at this point. I mean, probably, but I don't think Saloon or the Raven Chick cares about that stuff. Let's not talk about that. All right. What do you want to do tonight? Sleep. Maybe eat something. Hey, do you know. like Corey as more than a friend? Uh, he's there one second and then. Shit. Do you just. Where did he go? Queen's blessings on out of there. Just Raven Queen blessings. Probably appears oh, next to someone. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. What did Corey say? What was that about Corey? You say something about me? I just thought I just think you're very pretty. Oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. I put a leaf in her hair. <laughs> I can just picture Corey like, like just leaving as many as she can before I notice. <laughs> like every once in a while, just putting one in. Gwen never yeah. noticed. <laughs> uh, hi. What's up? Sorry, I was I was hiding to Calum. Oh, oh, <laughs> yeah. And like when you've seen this happen before, uh, but yeah, the elves have basically traded positions. And when Calum comes back, he has this Hoplite's blessing, where he has like the shadowed armor. His eyes are just kind of glowing red, uh, and that lasts for all of six seconds before it eventually just kind of fades away. Hi. That's still really concerning. I, yeah, that's never happened before. <laughs> are you, are you feeling all right? Whenever you do that, uh, yes, I yeah, I I feel fine. It never lasts more than six seconds. Okay. No, like possession, no spectral. I I've had probably like a lot. I have a lot of knowledge about being possessed and I would know if I was being possessed uh, again. Uh. Okay. I I really want some tea. Can we make some tea? Let's make some tea. I think I still have some leftover chrysanthemum. Yeah, and you guys make your way uh, back to JD's, uh, back to her place. Uh, and inside, you know, uh, from the night prior where she had made tea, where all of the fixings are. Uh, and you know that there are uh, there are enough cups uh, for you. There are enough cups for three people. Uh, but one of you kind of has to make do with a vase or pull out uh, your own cup uh, if you have it. Um, 
but yeah, you guys can enjoy a, a night of tea um, as Cybra is just kind of crawled up into a corner and she just seems to to nestle herself in there for sleep. I'll just go through my um, spell book. I want to meditate. Okay. Um, after a little bit of silence, I'm going to look over at Corey and like sip my drink right here. And I'm going to say, it's kind of like we're a family. You know, you're not wrong. I kind of like it. I do too. I think that is where we will call it. So do you think they'll have sex tonight or do you think they'll wait? <laughs> wait. <laughs> uh, there's like a flash of light and Caleb just goes, oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, my God. <sighs> <laughs> All right. I think that is where we will call it for tonight's game. So I wanted to say thank you to everybody who has come by. And shown your support uh, through all of this. I, I greatly enjoy our Monday night campaigns because we get to do ridiculous shit like this every week. And now you guys have finally finished all of your business in Silt Creek. Uh, to anybody who is stopping by and curious, we do actually have an after show, but that after show is available to patrons only. So if you are interested in listening to said after show, asking us questions uh, through the Discord that we have, uh, feel free to come on by. I'm going to be posting the link in the chat below. Uh, and then you can listen to that after show when it comes out, hopefully tomorrow, if I get everything done and edited. So, uh, come on back, uh, tomorrow as we go through, uh, our water deep game, but let's get some sign offs in here. So RJ, where can we find you? What do you do? Hey everybody, I am Arjus here on the show. Well, RJ on the show, Arjus282, everywhere else on the internet. Um, you can catch me at Twitter and Twitch at those handles and on the Tuesday night show as Hubris. Yes. And LB, where can we find you? What do you do? Thanks for not missing me this time. Yeah, um. you're in a better place than the layout and I'm not as tired. <laughs> Um, I'm LB Hackamup. Uh, you can find me here Monday and Tuesday nights playing, uh, Tuesday I play Ghost, uh, the very, the, almost, uh, similarly mischievous, uh, uh, shifter. And, um, I have a Twitter. I sometimes tweet and I am on, I'm always on the Discord though. I am always on the Discord. You can find me there. Alrighty. And then Cyberwolf, where can we find you? What do you do? You can find me at Cyberwolf1201 on the on the Twitterverse or I shit post things such as hey repelling blast you mean Eldritch Yeet yeah. <laughs> uh, and other various things related to D D and Critical Role and just whatever I'm doing in the week, like whenever I go live on twitch.tv slash cyberwolf1201. Uh, where I play video games badly and talk about the lore. Right now, we're going through uh, Pokemon Let's Go Eevee. The Mohawk is so cute. Oh, my God. Oh, I love him. Uh, and, uh, yeah, 
play other video games. Uh, I have a YouTube there at that or a YouTube that you can follow through that uh, description panel. I don't know. It's somewhere there uh, where I post the archives of that. And I also post the podcast that Kyle with an N and I do. Uh, let's talk about it where we get drunk and do parkour and talk about it. And as far as other RPG related stuff, Saturdays you can find me on Pro Restars channel where I play Isabel, the half elf celestial warlock, and uh, who who just spoilered, uh, which you know check that out. You can also not find me currently on uh, Twitch.tv slash Open for Adventure, even though I uh, help out behind the scenes with that. Uh, they're doing some really cool stuff. You should check them out. That's all I got. Yeah. And Danae, where can we find you? What do you do? I'm Danae Keener. You can find me at DanaeKeener.com. It goes to my art blog because I do art related to D&D. And you can go there and see all of the doodles that I do for this show. Um, and you can also commission me if that's what you'd like to do. Um, get in your Christmas commissions soon because those are, slots are going to fill up quick as soon as I open them. So DanaeKeener.com. Yeah. That's and me. if you guys are interested uh, in saying hello at PAX Unplugged, I am going to be there, Danae is going to be there, RJ is going to be there, and then next year we're going to try and get, and we're going to try and get Cyber and LB out there as well. So that way we can try and do a live game, maybe? At least for like a hotel room where, uh, God damn it, I want to play in the same time zone as all, all of you people, let alone the same room. It would make things so much better. But, that is it for tonight's wonderful show. So uh, we will be back tomorrow with more shenanigans. So we'll see you guys then. All right, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.